Good morning, Century 21 Mike Bowman family. Hey, I hope you're having a fantastic Monday morning. Uh, topic today is lions, tigers, and expireds. Oh my, uh, taking it off the Wizard of Oz and uh, Dorothy there. And I have a special guest today, the lovely and talented Mrs. Rebecca Gilbert. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And the reason I want to talk about this topic is because this probably is the one spectrum of business that people, I mean, I talk to them and they really get scared. They get nervous. And I think there's a misnomer about you because when you were doing business in South Carolina, expires were not your hot topic, was it? They weren't. Centers no. of influence past clients. I call them. I did some business with them, but I definitely did not get good with them until I moved here. And what was the reason you decided to go ahead and focus on expires? I mean, moving here from another state. It's the low-hanging fruit. So when you don't know anyone and you don't have centers of influence or past clients, or even if you do, just to expand your sources, I had to. I had to eat. And so for me to eat, I had to go out and find business. And they call the expires the low hanging fruit because they've said, I need to sell. I couldn't sell before, but I still need to move. So somebody help me. I mean, that's essentially what an expired is, is saying. But see what's what surprises me because I hear I mean, you're still alive because I heard expires eat their young. They eat realtors. I mean, they're just mean, nasty creatures. Why would I want to call somebody that's going to possibly eat me after I get off the phone with them? <laughs> it's a misconception. I mean, honestly, it's a mindset thing. Like, for instance, um, what I am trying to change my mindset to towards is FISBOs because I essentially, I don't think they're going to eat me alive, but I have a negative mindset towards FISBOs. It's the same thing with expires. Once you can change your mindset towards them and just understand that these are people out there needing to move, they're getting job transfers, they're having babies, they're getting married, they're getting divorced, whatever their situation is, they need to sell their house. Of course, they're going to be upset. They were just on the market getting their house show ready with their families, getting kids ready, getting the dogs out, showing it for six months, probably in the dark because their agent didn't tell them why it wasn't selling. They didn't communicate the feedback. So if you put yourselves in their shoes, who wouldn't be mad? See, and I think that's a real important point. If if we can start to put ourselves in the expired's point of view exactly. and where they're coming from, yep. uh, they didn't have a good experience already with a realtor. Now another realtor is calling me. Exactly. But if you can just understand their point of view, then it's easier to tackle that call. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and that's where you have to come from when you're talking to them. Listen, I get it. I mean, if I was in your shoes, I would be just as upset. I mean, you sat on the market six months, who wouldn't be frustrated? And at the same time, I've been able to help a lot of folks like yourself. So if you knew you could get it sold, would you at least consider it? Right. And so you just acknowledge that I get it. You're frustrated. And then just move on and ask another question. And a lot of times that's when they start to open up. They start to tell you their situation. They tell you whether or not they still need to move or not. I mean, and we're not trying to force these people to be motivated. They either have the motivation or they don't. If they don't, then you get off that phone quick and you move on to the next person. If they do, figure out how you can help them. Man, and here again, that's just spot on. I hope everybody just listened to what she said. And if not... 
rewind and listen because I think Rebecca just gave some valuable perspective on how to approach it and what you should be thinking of while you're on the phone. Now, here's another misnomer I want everybody to know because here again, oh my God, it's and for those of y'all that forgot, I mean, we're talking to Rebecca Harding. She did get married, so she is now going by Rebecca Gilbert. So that's why I'm saying Rebecca Gilbert. But, I mean, they look at you and, you know, all the success you had last year. I mean, do you just get on the phone and all of a sudden, bam, every single one's an appointment? No, sir. I wish. <laughs> the reality is, is I've just created a consistent schedule where I'm calling them every day. And so when you do something day in and day out, and it becomes a habit, and you're calling these people, A, of course, you're going to get better. B, you're doing it every single day. So if, let's just say on average, you talk to seven to 10 expires a day, the odds of you doing that, you know, 300 times a year, however many days you work, you're going to set appointments. And of course, I mean, I've worked on my skills every day. I mean, I still role play four to five times a week with different role play partners, trying to perfect my skills. I've written out the scripts for 30 days in a row. I've gone back and like worked on objection handlers that I get. You really have to be intentional about trying to get better at what you do. And then, then you will start to set more appointments. Do I set them every time? No, you know, but you will get to a point where most days you're going to set at least one appointment, you know, and, and that's just the start though. I mean, the reality is you set these appointments I pre-qual them 100% and I may actually decide not to go on the listing appointment if it all doesn't match up. Or I send them a, a whole pre-listing package. You know, Karina and I, we put a package together, takes time, takes money because now I'm either FedExing them, I'm dropping it at their house and I could they could cancel on me. So it's, you know, you're putting a lot of time and effort into it. But what you have to realize is we get paid an astronomical amount of money to help people sell their homes so we have to take into consideration, you know, our skills and getting better at what we do. And the reality is it's a numbers game. I could send out these packages, not go on the appointment. I could go on the appointment, not get it. So there's a whole process, you know, where you're going to get rejected a lot and you just have to get over it and just keep calling and keep setting appointments and keep going on appointments. And eventually you're going to start getting some. No, absolutely. And here again, another key advice you said. You can't be upset. You can't take it personal. Exactly. I mean, from what I've said, everything you said, and yeah, is there going to be frustration? Sure. Nobody likes to, you know, be yelled at and be stuff. Be rejected or cancel exactly. appointments after you put work into it or exactly. you go on the appointment and you can't get it. I mean, there's obvious, in our business, we're in sales. I mean, we're in the business of sales. And if anyone doesn't think that real estate is sales, you should probably find another career. Mm -hmm. And in sales, you're going to have re rejection. So the main point is work on your mindset so it doesn't bother you. Amen. I mean, I can't say it better. Uh, so here again, we set the appointments. What happens? I mean, do you continue to follow up with these people? I mean, is a situation, mm -hmm. hey, when you get a lead, how many times do you follow up? Well, Mike Ferry says that 75% of your appointments actually come from follow-up. And I would agree. Once in a while, you know, you call a lead or, a, you know, you call an expired and you get it right on the first spot. But does that happen very often? No. Normally, you're calling them back the next day. So so typically you look at their situation and they say, you know what, we're just super fed up. You've closed multiple times. You've tried to get the appointment. You just can't seem to get it. So the next best thing, try to get their email. Well, would you be offended if I at least kept you in tune with the market? 
you know, that way you can see exactly what's active and pending and sold as you guys kind of take a break. Okay, great. What's the best email address for you? Now I'm putting them into the market activity report. I'm sending it to them every seven days. And I do, anyone that's thinking about selling, I'm sending them a report every seven days. So now I'm touching them without even thinking about it. And then again, depending on what they told me, hey, we just want to take a break for a couple weeks. You know, the kids are in school or this is going on. We've got basketball tournament. Okay, yeah, no problem. I get it. You know, and at the same time, you know, looking at my calendar, what if we went ahead and tentatively planned to go ahead and meet in a couple weeks? How does your Thursday evenings work? So that's another opportunity for you to start closing on them. And if you still can't get it, right, then you just say, no problem. Well, why don't I do this? I'm going to text you my information. So you've got it handy. Can you do me a favor? Can you save it? Okay, great. So that way, when I call, you'll know who's calling. And then I'll just stay in touch. And listen, if you have any questions or something comes up, you just call me. And then I'm going to follow up with them probably a week later because they said a couple weeks. But another agent's probably going to be banging down their door. And if they're better than you, then they're probably going to get it. So stay in touch with them. What they tell you, cut it in half and essentially call them sooner. So if they tell you a month, you call them in two weeks. They tell you two weeks, call them in one week. If they tell you a week, call them in three days. You really got to shorten that amount of time because somebody might get in there and then was stronger at their closing skills and was able to get in the door. And then by the time you call them, they've already listed. So and here again, I mean, I'm glad you're saying that so people can hear because I think there's a misconception while wow, she's just this dynamite, you know, gets the call immediately, just makes one mm-hmm. phone call and she's just so incredible with her words. But no, it's follow up. Yeah. It's, and you have to have a plan. Yes. And even though you got the no, you still asked them more questions mm-hmm. to try to find ways to communicate. And then you followed up. So it's not, hey, Rebecca's getting on the phone and all of a sudden by nine o'clock, she's got three expired appointments. Mm-hmm. I mean, That'd it takes great. time. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are good days. <laughs> yeah. But it does. It takes time. It takes consistent yes. follow up. I, I mean, it's the consistency. It's it's everything in this formula. And if you follow it on a consistent mm-hmm. basis then all of a sudden you see your business grow. Well, and another thing to consider, so when you're talking to these people, because you made a good point, when they say no, think about when you go to a retail store and you're going to buy a pair of shoes. What do you tell those people that come right up to you? Hey, can I help you? What are you looking for today? Oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. You walk around a little bit aimlessly looking and then they come out, you sure you don't need any help? No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And then you get to a point where you're like, I don't, I'm not finding what I need. Maybe I do need some help, right? So it's normal. It's human nature for us to say no and just try to get people off of our back. And so if you, Jeff Leslie, a good friend of mine, we mastermind together. He made a good point. He said, hear what, he says, listen to what they're saying, but don't really listen. So if they're telling you no, and they're giving you these objections, it's just a question in their head. If you can provide to them why you're valuable, for instance, a good close would be, I mean, gosh, if there was a financial benefit to you selling now, you know, versus waiting until the summertime, would you at least consider it? I, and that's here again. That's awesome. Yeah. You try to that, figure out how can I be of value to these people and then um, and then just close for the appointment. No, that's it. And the thing about it, because you are, you are mm-hmm. valuable. Yes. They do need you. Okay. And it's, it's probing a little bit deeper because I mean, when we look at it, exactly what you said at the very beginning, 
these people, I mean, their lives are in the balance. Mm -hmm. And it got disrupted because somebody didn't do the job. Exactly. And you're there to help them. Yep. And what better person than a professional like yourself? Susan and I just helped a family. It was a couple. They're retiring. They had their house on the market for two years with four different agents. I followed up with this lady over and over and over again. And here's a good point is know when to let people go. So if you keep following up and they just keep like beating around the bush, they're not really going to, you know, set the appointment with you. I mean, you've been following up with them for months. I mean, know when to let go of people. And so I actually did my breakup voicemail, you know, which essentially is good for me because then I can say, okay, we're done. But on their end, what it tells them is like, hey, this is Rebecca with Century 21. I was calling about that house. You know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've tried to call you a couple of times. I, I can't seem to reach you. One of three things is probably happening. Either you still need to sell your house. And if you do, I can definitely help. Call me back right away. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe you've decided not to sell your house and, and that's okay too. Or you might just not want to talk to me. So I'm going to stop bothering you. If you need help, call me back. Otherwise, I wish you the best of luck. And I got a call back from Patty. We set the appointment. We went in there. Of course, she's random raving about how, how all agents are the same and how are you going to do it? We've tried to sell for two years. We had four other agents. They say all the same things. And I just got real with her and said, listen, Patty, I help folks like yourself all the time. Let me help you. Just give me a chance. 30 days. You know, if you just think that we're incompetent like every other agent you've experienced, We'll rip up the contract and we'll part ways. Mm-hmm. And so Susan and I ended up getting the listing and we gave them some pointers on staging it, not staging with furniture, it literally just pre-packing. We painted a wall, did a few little things, marketed it correctly, did a broker open house, a kickoff public open house, and we sold it in under 30 days. Incredible. Mm-hmm. But see, they need a pro like you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they need pros like people here in this office. Right. And as long as you treat it as a profession, do the yep. professional things. And one thing I want to share you. with people, because I think people are a little nervous, like, well, wait, how do I sell these expires? They didn't sell before, you know, mm-hmm. how the heck am I going to sell it? So there's four main reasons why homes don't sell. And a lot of you might know this. Um, the main reasons, of course, number one, price, it's overpriced. Number two, condition. Condition could be, you know, the condition of the property. It could be um, the area, you know, that kind of thing. It could be as you pull up, maybe the curb appeal is not there. Maybe it's super cluttered, stuff all over the walls, maybe need some new carpet, carpet cleaning, that kind of stuff. Um, Location, that's going to be, is it on a busy street? Is it in a bad area? Does it have power lines? You know, all of those types of items, which you cannot change. So if it's location, then you're going to offset that by price. And then the last thing is marketing slash agent. So did it have bad pictures? Was it not a good description? Was the square footage correct? You know, you look at all of those different factors. A lot of times, honestly, I don't have to even change the price because they took pictures with their cell phone and there's three of them and they're terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to, you have to diagnose the property and figure out why didn't this sell, you know, and if it is price, then you better be ready to have your comps so you can prove it to them to where they see it plain as day that it was price. No, and here, but that's the job of a pro. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the job of a pro. 
Okay, now we have one more special treat, and she's agreed to do it. We're actually going to role play. I'm going to be an expired listing, and she's going to try to book an appointment with me. So let's go ahead. You can start off here. So ring, ring. Yes, hello. Hi, good morning. I was looking for Dave. Yes, this is him. Hi, Dave. My name's Rebecca. I'm with Century 21, Mike Bowman. Oh, no, another realtor. I've heard from you guys all morning. What's wrong with you? I Why know. didn't y'all sell my house? You know, Dave, listen, I, I completely understand your frustration. And I'm sure you figured out, obviously, I was calling because I noticed your house had came up on my computer as an expired listing. Mm -hmm. And I was really just calling to see, when are you planning to interview the right agent for the job of selling your home? Man, I don't know. I'm so frustrated with you guys. I mean, I had it on the market for six months. I have to be in Austin in three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wait, so you got a job transfer to Austin? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And you have to be moved there? Yeah. Is it just you or is there family involved? No, it's my wife and kids. Are I mean, we kidding? all need to be here. So I've made an appointment with Open Door. Wow. I'm so sorry. Listen, I... You know, I'm racking my brain because I'm looking at your property. I noticed it had been on, you know, for six months. So let me just make sure I'm following. So you've got to be in Austin in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you and your family are moving or is the wife and kids going to stay back? Well, right now, I mean, my wife and kids are going to have to stay back, but I've got to oh be in God. Austin. Okay. All right. So that's definitely not an ideal situation. And you said within three weeks. So it sounds like you need to get this home sold as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We should already be close by now. Well, and tell me this, Dave. So what do you think stopped your home from selling? Well, it's, I mean, the agent, I never heard from them. Oh, no. You know, uh, they promised me all this stuff, never got any of it. Typical. And, uh, I mean, we're just tired of it. I mean, everything right. I hear, I mean, that's it. it You're it, getting bombarded with phone calls this morning. Yes. You're like, where the heck were all these agents when exactly. I needed them? No, no exactly. I'm, Listen, if I was in your shoes, I'd be super frustrated too. Um, and looking at your house, I mean, I'm so surprised. It looks like it's in great shape. I'm just surprised it didn't sell. How did you happen to pick the last agent you listed with? Uh, it was somebody I'd met in church. Mm, okay. And that happens. You know, people use who they know. What did that agent do that you liked best? I'm trying to think of anything right now because like, oh. I, I mean, it was just very stressful right. with everything that's happened. They made all these promises. They told me it could get sold. The house wow. was in great shape and and nothing. Here I am now. Well, and tell me this. So did you have a lot of showings when you were on the market? Yeah, we had quite a few. Wow. When you say quite a few, are we talking in six months, 20, 30? I was getting at least one or two showings a week. Wow. Okay. So that is pretty strong. How many offers did you get? Not one. You're kidding. No. In six months, not one offer. Not one wow. offer. And that's why we don't understand why I hadn't sold. Well, and obviously you still need to sell this house. So what do you expect from the next agent you choose? You know, I mean, really with the situation we're in right now, I think we're just probably going to go with open door. I mean, I just, I don't have a choice. Can I share some good news with you, Dave? What would that be? I helped 56 families last year sell their homes a lot of those were previously expired or canceled. Why don't we do this? Are you familiar with the techniques I use to sell homes like yours? Mm -mm, no. Let's do this. Let's set an appointment so we can meet, right? I'll show you a plan that's helped other folks like yourself in your community sell homes. 
And then here's the great news. You'll have your options in front of you. If you decide to list with me, great. If you decide, you know, to go with open door, at least then you'll know exactly, you know, what to do. So why don't we do this? Let how's your schedule look like today? Six o'clock or would tomorrow at six be better? Uh, I'd need to check with my wife. We of could course. possibly do something at six. Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And I definitely want your wife on board. How does she feel about getting it sold? She's as frustrated as we are. Right. But, I mean, we're just right. kind of in a situation now. We, if we've got to take a loss, we got to take a loss. I, I mean, I, I want understand. my family with me here in Austin. No, I, I totally get it. So I've got you down for six o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to be there. If for some reason, when you talk to your wife, you know, that time doesn't work, just give me a call back. All right. Okay. And I will have a couple other real important questions for you just to make sure I'm prepared for our meeting. Okay. Do you mind if I go through those now? No. no okay. Not at all. Fantastic. I'd go through my prequal and then I'd say, you know, Dave, I'm going to text you again, my information, just go ahead and save it. That way you've got it. And I'll send you a package of information. Will you and your wife review that? In fact, I'll get it dropped by your house today. Sure. I'll make sure we review it tonight. Fantastic. Do you have any questions before I arrive? No. I mean, like I said, unless you can show me something different, we're probably going to go with open door. But I mean, at least you've talked about knowing something a little bit, my house, at yeah, least exactly. you've looked at it. So right. No, yeah, and that's, that's fair. And listen, I want you to do what's best for you and your family. So we'll meet, we'll go through the plan. That's, you know, again, helped other families like yourself. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you're in the driver's seat. You decide what to do. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow at six. Sounds good. What a pro guys. That was awesome. Thanks. Listen, I, I hope you've been stronger, but no, I thought you did. Awesome. Uh, listen, listen to this podcast over and over again. Okay. There's so many great nuggets that Rebecca has shared with you guys. You're not going to hear it on the first time. So I need you to listen, listen, listen. Okay. And then next week, listen to it again. You can't listen to it. I'm, I mean, here's a professional here that knocking it out of the park and she just shared with you what it takes okay i always leave with a mindset so today's mindset is this if you find a path with no obstacles it probably does not lead anywhere you see obstacles or challenges are what makes our lives interesting overcoming them is what makes life meaningful so today do not be afraid of those obstacles stay on the path overcome them and know, and know it is leading you down a path with meaning. Have a great week, and let's make 2020 our best year yet.